Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bagel Bites. My name is Robbie Nagel, and this is a podcast series where I talk about the random things that I want to talk about. And today I'm going to be talking about the phrase King of the Jews. Um, it's used uh, by Pontius Pilate. It's written in three different languages. It's put above the cross uh, that Jesus hung on. Um, it's also used by Herod and multiple other people. Uh, but it's an important phrase, and I think that uh, people read that portion of the gospel um, and they don't fully um, get the importance and the reason uh, for the time period and so on and so forth. Um, and I, after I explain a bit of this, uh, uh, there are going to be a couple things that just make more sense, which will be hopefully good. Um, but yeah, um, all of this is going to be non-specific dates because I'm not using notes. That's kind of the point of this podcast series. If you want specific dates, uh, you can look them up yourself. Uh, that'll be the quickest way. Or you can wait for a uh, Second Temple class that I will most likely record at some point in time. Uh, but I make no promises on that uh, being soon. Uh, so Googling will be your friend for that one. Um, if not, you'll get some uh, dates that end in ish. Um because I'm not remembering specifically all of them. Some of them I do, but not all of them. Uh, so I'm going to go back to um, about 167 BC, where this kind of starts. This is the uh, start of the Hasmonean dynasty. So right before this, the Seleucids were uh, ruling uh, the area of Judea. Um, they were one of the four uh, empires that uh, broke off after uh, Alexander the Great had died. Um, this is a couple kings later. Um where Antiochus IV Epiphanius um, is ruling, and he's uh, he's awful uh, to the Jews. He doesn't allow them to practice. He cuts out their tongues. Like um, He punishes them in uh, severe ways. Um, he put up a statue of Zeus in uh, the temple, uh, which is highly blasphemous. Um, and a couple people did not stand for that. Uh, they're the Maccabees, and they overthrew him and took out the statue and rededicated the temple um, and then set up rule as high priests and governors, essentially, of the land. They ruled Israel for the first time autonomously in a very long time. Um, and soon the uh, heirs to this line started calling themselves uh, king of the Jews or king of uh, Judea. And... Um, the phrase was used uh, specifically by heirs of David. That's that's who the king of the Jews should be, and that's who they are, um, because that's the promise and the covenant. Uh, these were priests, and so they were obviously um, children of Levi, and so they weren't uh, Juda Judites. And so... Um, they continue to uh, call themselves king of the Jews. They're, they see themselves in a very messianic role, uh, the high priest and king role combined. And they continue this for, I don't know, 120, 140 years or so. And uh, during this time, they forcibly convert the Edomites, uh, which is uh, the first time that Jews forcibly convert people. Uh, but they overthrew them, and they were essentially like, hey, uh, you can convert to Judaism or leave. And uh, they did or they left. I mean, those those were the, those were the options, apparently. Um, so many years go by, and uh, they rule themselves autonomously, but then Rome happens. Uh, and if you know anything about Rome, is uh, they grew uh, extensively, took over the entirety of that part of the world, and uh, a lot of inner uh, fighting and uh, partial civil wars, the first and second great triumvirates, um, up until... Uh, Octavian becomes Augustus, the first emperor, um, but a little bit before that, uh, 
Herod the Great, uh, his dad is friends with Julius Caesar, and he's appointed um, governor and uh, gives some, gets some essentially authority over the area. Um, and he has it in his mind for whatever reason. This part's not documented, and I'd be interested to see um, if we find any sources of, of like personal, uh, I don't know, texts of Herod the Great at some point in time. I think that'd be cool, because um, I, we don't understand his motive of why he thought this next thought, um, but he believed, for whatever reason, that he was the Messiah, essentially. Um, not in the Messiah in the way that, uh, obviously, we as Christians think, because we're Christians, and that's uh, the, the key figure of our religion is Jesus, the, the actual Messiah. Um but there were other people that obviously um, thought they were the Messiah. They thought they were saving Israel. Um, there are other people called saviors of Israel during the time of Judges. Um, so this concept is not uh, solely, um, you know, uh, copyrighted by Christians, obviously. Um, it's not solely um, used by Jesus. Uh, there are other people that have had the title um, in different roles in different ways. So, uh, for whatever reason, Herod thought that he was he was the one, or he wanted to be. Um, I'm not really sure what the motive was or how he got there. It's not really written. Um, I would argue that he was just insane. Um, I, that's that's my only explanation. Um, and given this next bit that I'm going to talk about, uh, you'll see why. Um, so Herod's in this uh, place of authority, um, and he works together uh, with a couple different people. Uh, he ends up trying to marry into the Hasmonean dynasty, his wife Miriam, um, or his would-be wife Miriam, um, ends up getting essentially uh, sold to him. Uh, he buys her uh, with the dowry, and that's how arranged marriages worked in the day to try to um, create... Um, you know, alliances between families. Uh, so he marries into the Hasmonean dynasty, uh, immediately ends it and starts the Herodian dynasty. And, uh, his wife essentially says, Hey, you should make my uh, brother high priest. Um, and he says, how about no? <laughs> and, uh, proceeds to, uh, pretty much kill everybody in that has any type of, um, power, uh, from the Hasmonean dynasty he kills his, brother-in-law he kills his own children um or sorry some of them drowned <laughs> um he didn't he didn't kill them i'll reword that i guess in the same way that alexander the great wasn't uh assassinated at all ever um he just had random enemies and he just happened to die um so yeah, these so these uh, children happen to drown or uh, get executed based on uh, crazy reasons, and uh, the point that he made was essentially, I am now the king of the Jews. He talks to the Roman Senate. He talks them into um, appointing him king of the Jews. Um, later on, Augustus uh, becomes emperor, uh, and he and his family are essentially allowed to have that title still. As king of the Jews, he does, uh, when he was uh, governor of the Galilee, he, ha he had great um, tax revenue uh, ideas, uh, made a lot of money uh, for uh, the Roman Empire, uh, much more than that area should have, um, because again, uh, this is an area that's smaller than the state of New Jersey, like they're on the back hills, there's nothing really there at this point in time, and uh, 
the fact that he was able to get them enough money that uh, Rome was like, oh, okay, yeah, you can have you can have the title and be okay with that. Um, he had to do massive things. He did uh, crazy um, architectural expanses. Uh, he was uh, essentially uh, building onto the Second Temple. He built um, Masada. He built a bunch of different uh, palaces and um, areas. Uh, great architecture. Completely insane person. And um, so he, he grabs on this title, King of the Jews, uh, because he believes he's the Messiah now. And uh, he wants to rule uh, Israel and uh, be their uh, king. Um, because he actually is a Jewish convert. He was an Edomite. Um, and he was part of that lineage of uh, Edomites that got forcibly converted uh, to Judaism. Uh, so he believed that he somehow had the right to become king of the Jews. I don't know why. Again, uh, the only answer is he's insane. And he takes this role um, and becomes king of the Jews. Uh, and then uh, wipes everybody out. Uh, the Magi come to his palace because, again... The king of the Jews should be born to the king of the Jews. He should be born in the palace. Uh, so the Magi go there first and uh, find out that obviously the Messiah isn't there. It's Jesus. He's in Bethlehem. And uh, Herod's like, hey, um, when you find that kid, let me know where he is. Wink, wink. Um, the reason for that, given that he already killed his own children uh, so that they couldn't take his role in his destiny or whatever, um, the Magi were like, Yep, no thank you, we won't be doing that. We're going to find this guy and then go home immediately and never let you find him. And so they do that because they're good people. Uh, they find Jesus, you know, the beginning of the gospel. And then uh, they leave and Herod uh, orders uh, all the children to be executed because he's got to find this kid because he's going to take his title and his role. Um, you know, because he, uh, in the back of his mind, I assume, knows that he's not really the Messiah. It's when the real Messiah has been uh, prophesied about, and uh, the Magi came and told them, uh, told him that they were born, um, they were looking for him. Um, he doesn't want to lose that, uh, so he uh, wipes out uh, a bunch of infants, um, and then later on he dies, and his uh, sons uh, take over, uh, one of them being uh, equally insane. And continues to kill uh, Jewish men. I, I think it's like 3,000 men that he killed. Um, because, again, they're still looking for this person. And so this is like a prevailing legend, essentially, that's being talked about. Like, everybody knows that Herod's been trying to wipe out people and stay king of the Jews. Um, so when Pontius Pilate um, writes that as the you know headliner to who Jesus was, He's a bit aware of the area's history. He's been around for a minute. Um, he's tried to create good relations with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, he knows a bit of the story. He might not know um, all of the theology behind it because he wasn't that learned in um, Judaism. Uh, but the phrase was used specifically for the ruler of the Jews, uh, the, the, mess, uh, the messianic figure that was promised to the nation. So uh, when the early Jews don't uh, accept Jesus, um, this is one of the biggest reasons because they have had, uh, you know, 140 years worth of uh, false kings and uh, they thought that they were doing good. They um, um, had, had freedom, essentially, for a while. And uh, in my next podcast, I'm actually going to talk about the um, Pharisees, Sadducees, and Essenes because they come out of this time period. Um, but those groups essentially come out and uh, 
they uh, have different thoughts and uh, reasons for what they believe. And then Rome comes and conquers them again, and they go, "What is going on here? I thought we were I thought we were good." And then they were like, "Oh yeah, they weren't lying to David, right? That makes sense." Um, and they kind of like backtrack and uh, try to correct themselves. Um, and now Herod continues to try to like uh, be this person um, that he's just not, because uh, again, he's completely insane. Um, but yeah, I hope that gives more. Uh, context to what that phrase means. Um, I hope that gives more context to the historicity of uh, the Gospels and like the birth of Jesus, what what uh, events were essentially surrounding that, um, and why um, Herod wanted to wipe out kids. It wasn't just because he wanted to wipe out kids. It was because he wanted to wipe out the Messiah specifically uh, because he believed that he was the one and didn't want anybody taking that from him. So, uh, yeah. Hope that was... Uh, enjoyable, made sense. Um, I'll teach this most likely with like notes and dates and uh, specific uh, congruent uh, format uh, because I will be teaching a class uh, in this uh, podcast format as like a lecture series at some point in time. Um, I've taught it in person before. Uh, it's I have not gotten to the rewrite of it. I've been working on the first one, which should be getting recorded very soon. Um, so look out for that. Uh, it's on uh, Genesis 1 through 12 as an ancient Near East text. Um, I just have to record it and have time. And with the moving and all that stuff, uh, my time has been slim, but I'm really trying, guys. I promise. Um, yeah, as always, thanks for listening and commenting and texting and all the uh, good stuff. I appreciate it, as always. So I'll catch you guys at the next one.